welcome back to Too Smart for This. It's me, Alexis Barber. Today is another Sunday solo episode, which you guys have really been liking. I've been looking at the downloads over here, and I think it's just because it's so much more fun for me to just like sit and chat with you all. I just felt like I was missing an area where I could be give more life updates, just chat like girlfriends or whatever. So I'm really happy that you guys are liking this. I will say that my YouTube vlogs are going to be coming back. I am so excited to be vlogging while I'm in B-School. I feel like it's going to be so much fun. There's not a lot of other B-School vloggers. The only one I know of is at Rare Liquid. He is more of a finance guy and has more like well-done videos, you know what I mean? (laughs) And he's really cool. I really like his stuff. So if you are someone who's looking for like B-School content, he is a year ahead of me at Wharton. And so I'm excited to meet him when I get there, hopefully. I sound like a stalker now at this point. I'm really excited because I'm sharing like my life while I'm there. So you can look out for new vlogs every Tuesday on my YouTube and I'll link that below. I love vlogging so much. It's vlogging and podcasting are the most fulfilling and fun for me. I feel like sometimes making short form video can feel like a chore because there's so much writing on it. Oh, and I also just downloaded threads. So I just put that on my Instagram story literally right now. And I feel like you guys are really gonna have fun with me on there because I love Twitter. Twitter is actually the only social media platform that I never publicly like got followers on. So I've always felt it to be like a safe space where I just could post whatever I wanted. And I don't I don't really post on Twitter. I just like retweet. But I think this will be fun because it's a better space for me to share my like one-off thoughts instead of posting like an entire Instagram story and seeming psychotic. All right, so this week we're going to start with our smart and superficial tips of the week, and then we are going to jump into my Martha's Vineyard recap. I went to Martha's Vineyard for the 4th of July. It was my first time, and then we'll jump into this week's question of the week. And honestly, guys, this week's question of the week is just going to be a deep dive on my MBA because all the questions in the Q&A this week were related to school. So if that's what you guys are asking, that's what I'm going to answer. I feel like sometimes you all will ask more like deep questions, like, uh, like the last ones, like how to be more consistent, how to have better time management. And we'll get into that. But today I want to talk about why I chose to get an MBA, how I knew it was right for me and give you guys some advice on how to craft a career that works for you and the ways that I do that. So starting off, my smart tip of the week is my journaling practice. So I think you all know that I journal pretty consistently. You know me, I gotta have a framework for everything that I do. This week, I wanna tell you what I do every morning to journal, and this is how I make it easy for myself and how I can be consistent with it. That's the key to really everything in life is make it easy for yourself. That's how you become more consistent. So with journaling, I have this very specific notebook. It's a Japanese brand. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'll link it in the show notes. I have a very specific pen, which I really like. The reason I like this notebook is that it's a spiral notebook so that I can push, like open it up, move it around. Um, I hate bound notebooks where you're opening them and you have to like crack the back of it. I just hate that. So when I have those notebooks, I don't journal. This one's easier to use. And it also has three little sections on each page. And that plays into the prompts that I use. And then I have these pens that I absolutely love. They are Uniball 207 pens with a one millimeter little inkwell or whatever. I really like these because 
I have trash handwriting and when and I don't want my journal to be beautiful. That's not my thing. But these pens are the only ones that feel like smooth to me. I feel like other pens with the smaller balls are way harder to write with. So I love these this notebook and this pen and that really sets it up for me. I have an Amazon um subscribe and save for my notebook. It's $11 that comes every three months so that like I know when I'm running out of my journal, I'll have a new one. But the three prompts that I do every single day are one, gratitude. I think anytime you're sitting down to journal, it's good to start with gratitude. Gratitude is the antidote for all negative feelings. So I start with gratitude in my first section. And this is all on one page, by the way. Then I go into the things I'm proud of myself for. So I have struggled a lot with self-esteem and self-confidence throughout my life and self-trust even. And so for me, I added this one in maybe over the last six months because I was trying to build that self-confidence muscle. So I added in a few things that I'm proud of myself for. I try to do five things. And this just helps me put into perspective like what? I am doing on a daily basis, especially when I was, after I quit my job and was working for myself, I started to feel extremely, extremely like just, you know, there's no structure, you know what I mean? So I found that like putting down what I'm proud of myself for doing, whether it was getting out of bed on time or making a call I didn't want to make or going to the doctor and getting my blood drawn, even though it really scared me, like writing them down just helps you build that confidence muscle and really feels amazing. The third thing I like to do is goals, because if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? So I like to write down my like big picture goals, the things I'm manifesting at the moment. Then that really does help me get into a state of like, okay, here's what I'm doing today. And this is why I am doing what I'm doing. That's my little smart tip is my journaling practice and how it helps me. If you guys want an, uh, a full episode on journaling, we can definitely do that too. So just let me know in the next AMA on my Instagram. Superficial tip of the week. Girls, it's Amazon Prime Day. Oh, yes, it absolutely is. I'm not giving a specific one product that I'm loving right now. I'm just letting you know that the 11th and the 12th is Amazon Prime Day. So I up- spent literally two hours last night updating my entire Amazon storefront with everything that I know, use, and love. And then by the time this episode goes live, I will have a Prime Day deals area of everything that I would get with this Prime Day deal. If you are looking for like electronics or big pieces of furniture or specific little things that you want to get maybe a 10, 15, 20% discount on, this is the best time to do so. So I personally am going to be getting my, I'm going to be moving next week um, hello, literally what the fuck. And I am getting a Samsung frame TV. I'm going to get like some kitchen appliances. I'm going to get some more Philips Hue lights. I'm going to get some lamps. I'm going to get some of my, like everything I basically need for my apartment. I'm just so blessed that it's happening the same week as prime day. So definitely stay tuned for that. If you guys really want a prime day girly, skinny hangover on Instagram. She is the queen of Amazon and she does such a good job. She's a mom living in Austin, Texas. She's pregnant and she has one baby and we've been Instagram friends for a long time. Just goes to show that 
it's so wild who we all end up following on the Instagram on Instagram. You know what I mean? I just love her so much. And she is so, so sweet. She has the best Amazon finds. And I know Prime Day is like her Super Bowl. So go follow her if you are wanting to find some more Prime Day deals, things that you didn't know you needed, basically. All right, let's get into the life update. I got back from Martha's Vineyard a couple days ago. I went to Martha's Vineyard with my two girlfriends and I have never been to Martha's Vineyard. If you're unfamiliar, it's this island off the coast of Boston, I guess, that is very exclusive because it's literally so tiny. It has a historical importance for Black people because it's where a lot of Black people who are affluent used to vacation before they could vacation elsewhere. So it has a very strong history in the Black community. So I was really excited to visit it because I had never been before. And obviously, you guys, I was watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard too. And I had never been, but my friend Zara, who I went with, she goes every summer. So it was really cute to pull up. And it's a beautiful, beautiful island. I feel like the thing that makes it so gorgeous is that everything, all of the like shops, all of the buildings, all of the houses are kind of uniform. And so I feel like when you are in a city that doesn't have that, it can look a little like scattered and weird. And like the Hamptons is kind of like that too, but there are some modern things. It's also a lot more spread out in the Hamptons, which I didn't really like. And then in Martha's Vineyard, it's really cute, small, put together. The beach is beautiful and everything, including the airport, like everything is literally just stunning. I really loved it. I had such a great time. We stayed at the Franklin Hotel Martha's Vineyard and it was so gorgeous. It was really easy. It's one of those hotels that like you open the door and like it's like personal access. You get a key and there's no one like there. So it felt kind of like we were in a house, like we were in our own house, even though there was obviously other guests staying in the rooms. But it felt like we were in like a summer house, which was really cute. I will say Martha's Vineyard is pretty expensive in terms of lodging. We split one room between three girls and it was still pretty expensive. So I would definitely say that you should plan for that in terms of like the food and drinks and stuff like that. It's similar to New York. It's not really anything too crazy, but it's similar to New York. On day one, we got there. We couldn't find a direct flight into Martha's Vineyard on the first. So we took the most insane travel route, which was so annoying compared to like the travel we took back. But we flew into Boston, then drove from Boston to Hyannis Port, which is where the ferry leaves from, the ferry from Boston to Martha's Vineyard. The thing is, it's not from Boston. It's a two-hour bus ride, but we got stuck in traffic and we were on that bus for four hours. Being on a charter bus is my least favorite place to be on the planet. So I was very unhappy with this, but you know, I was with my girls. We were mumbling and cackling the whole time. Then we took the hour-long ferry from Hyannisport to Martha's Vineyard. I woke up at 4 a.m. to be at the airport for a 7 a.m. flight that was 20 minutes freaking long to Boston. Didn't We didn't get to Martha's Vineyard until 4 p.m., so it was literally insane. On the way back, though, we had a direct flight from Martha's Vineyard to LaGuardia, which was only an hour long, which was literally just, it was like so perfect. So 
fly in. I would say it's worth it to just get the direct flight because 12 hours of travel to a place that is 100 miles from New York City is kind of insane. What we did is, since it was 4th of July, a lot of Black people pulled up for 4th of July, which was really fun. And on night one, we just went to dinner and went to the bars on Circuit Avenue. That's what most people do. There's sort of two big towns in Martha's Vineyard. One is Edgartown, which is where we stayed. And then there's Oak Bluffs. They are a 15-minute ride between each other, and there's a in-between. And so we went from – we hung out. The next day, we went to this darty um, for 4th of July, I guess. And then we hung out at home because we had dartied. Usually when I darty, I can't go out that night. Even though I thought I could, I did not. Then the next day, we went to the beach and it had like a little exploration day. We rented a car. There's lots of car rentals on the island. I would definitely rent a car if you're there, but you don't need it because there are Ubers. Yes, sometimes they took like 10 minutes to get to you, but the Ubers are like $20 each way, which for like two miles doesn't seem like it's really, it's kind of absurd, but it's also like not bad when you're splitting it between people. Then we went to dinner and we went out on the town again. And then the final day we went, it was 4th of July and we hung out at the beach. There was a huge beach party. It was just so beautiful to see this huge crowd of black people enjoying themselves, having a lovely time on the beach and like knowing that there was no insanity happening and just feeling so safe and calm and like, happy among all these different black people was amazing. I don't think we see that as often. So it was just really like heart filling. We came home after that. And what I noticed after this, and I'm going to do a whole solo episode on this later, is that I didn't feel drained afterwards. And that's how I know I have good friends. It's like, I feel like I just felt like my heart was full. My cup was filled. And that was such an amazing experience for me. And so I'm so happy about that. But that being said, Um, Some places I would eat and go to in Martha's Vineyard are get coffee at the Black Dog Tavern uh, or at the Black Dog Coffee Shop in Oak Bluffs. We had the, I had the best iced vanilla oat latte there. It was so freaking good. We also ate there. We also just did a lot of lunches at like the seafood shacks and and shanties throughout like the places on the beach or on the harbor. And then for dinner, we went to the Sweet Life, which was extremely expensive and I don't really think worth it. So don't go there. And um, we went to town, Martha's Vineyard, which was good seafood. I was hesitant to order sushi at a, quote, American restaurant, but the sushi was actually really good. So that's my Martha's Vineyard update. And this episode is getting a little bit long. So I'll just do a quick deep dive on some business school stuff. So let's move on. So I'm going to answer three or four of the most commonly asked questions. And I know I've answered these before on my um, on the podcast. So please, if you're bored, click out and or go listen to that one. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Someone asked, how do you know if it's time to get a master's degree? This is a super personal choice that everyone has to make. I personally knew that I wanted to get an MBA after I did two things. The first is while I was in college, I did a 
week-long experience at Harvard Business School where I got to understand what a MBA situation would actually look like for me. And that made me want it more. And then second, I did my research on what I wanted in my industries. I was 21 at this time, okay? Or 20, actually. I was in college still, and I just wanted it as a backup plan. Like, I didn't necessarily know when I applied and got into Wharton that I would even go. I, was, I wasn't sure about that, but I'm so happy that I did have it as a backup plan because as I suspected, even though I was 20 years old and everyone was telling me, if you work in tech, you don't need an MBA. If you work in tech, you could just stay at Google forever and like you'll be fine. I knew that there had to be a change in the industry standard. I knew that tech couldn't stay in its heyday forever. So I wanted to have an MBA acceptance or whatever in my back pocket so that I would be able to make a pivot or a transition whenever I wanted. The other reason for me was that I wanted to be able to take risks in my early career and know that if I did something that didn't work out, I could go to Wharton and be able to start fresh in my career again. So that's why I did it. And that was very specific to my situation, which is why you have to look at your situation and say, okay, I am currently working in big oil, for example, and I actually want to switch over to working in consulting. Does an MBA make sense for me? Do I have time, energy, and resources to put into the application process? Or do I have a network that I could actually tap into and make that transition on my own? That's the questions that you need to ask yourself before you decide to get a master's degree. Someone asked also about the travel in an MBA. So obviously you guys saw that I went to Tulum and someone was quite confused about this. They were like, is all the travel in the MBA out of pocket or is it part of tuition? When I'm talking about an MBA and my experience with what is quote like normal, someone also asked if the travel was normal, how I'm paying for business school, blah, blah, blah. I am talking about top 15 programs in an MBA. There are online programs. There are also part-time MBA programs. There's tons of different MBA programs out there, but I am talking US News and World Report top 15 schools, the more elite schools that have MBA programs and what's normal in those contexts, which is not always going to be normal in every master's degree. As we've already talked about on the show, the difference between an MBA and law school, for example, is like law school is very intense and your grades matter a lot. In an MBA, we don't have that because we have grade non-disclosure, which means that employers can't look at your grades. So it doesn't really matter if you've got a C in accounting. It's interesting. It's a weird little area of society, but that's how it is. That's why travel and socializing is so important. That's why I splurged on a really nice apartment in a super central area of the MBA community is because connections, networking, chatting with people is the most important thing that you're going to get out of an MBA. Why is this? If you look at business, it's never about what you know, it's about who you know. When you're going to these top MBA programs, you are meeting people from all different walks of life. Like there's former NBA players, there's former NFL players, there's people whose parents own major hotel chains. One of my friends that I met, I won't give people's business out here, but there's people who have connections in different parts of industries that you didn't even know existed. So it's important to be able to gather and connect with them. And a lot of people do that through travel. Now, I'm not saying it's normal to go on as many trips as I'm planning on going on because I'm lucky enough to have an income from influencing that helps me finance and offset that lifestyle so that I can partake in these things a lot more easily. But for other people, oftentimes they have a big savings from pre-MBA because most people work for about five years before they start. 
I only did three. Or their parents are paying for it transparently. Or they're getting loans and credit card debt. The financial part of it is is definitely difficult for people to reconcile, but it's worth it in the end. What made me comfortable with this, with taking out loans and with splurging on things is that every person who's graduated from Morton says that it was worth it in the first place and that statistically the average time to pay off loans is seven and a half years for every for Wharton students who take them out. But by that time, I won't even be 35. So I still felt like I would be able to financially be at peace and it increases your earning capacity so much. So I am comfortable with that. But those are my little question Q&As about MBAs. I will also obviously be vlogging. And so you'll see me first reactions as I start this school. Plans for this upcoming week, I'm headed back home to St. Louis to get my my every six months Ocrevus infusion for my MS. And I am going to go to my niece's first birthday party and hang out with my family for the before I probably won't see them again until Thanksgiving, which is kind of crazy. But I love them so much and so I'm excited to see what these chaotic individuals are up to. So that being said, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget that every week we are giving away a two cozy robe. You absolutely need to sign up at the giveaway in our link in bio. Also, we're going to be launching our terry cloth version of the robe very soon. If you want to be first on the list to get that one, it's going to have the same functional features plus a super fun surprise you can sign up for that wait list in the show notes as well. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself.